I think you're really going to like this episode of STEM, Insider Tips for Greenhouse Pros. I'm Bill Calkins, in this episode I'm going to share with you something that's been on my mind lately, something that keeps coming up when I talk to garden center retailers of all shapes and sizes. The desire to work more closely in partnership with their wholesale grower suppliers. Basically, I'm going to share tips and tricks for being the best, most amazing supplier to your garden center and retail customers. But first, Connect4, where we take a look at four messages lining up to support one key industry topic. I recently attended a conference and heard a talk from a customer service expert. She shared a bunch of ideas for how to amaze your customers with the service that you provide. And I'm going to take four of those as this episode's Connect Four. The first one that she mentioned was understanding your customers' expectations. And I think that's a great life lesson. Understand the expectations of the people that you're dealing with. She explained that the conventional wisdom about putting yourself in the other person's shoes or boots applies to providing high-quality customer service. So she also mentioned to think about your business from the customer's perspective. What does your business promise to deliver in exchange for the prices you charge? What level of service or product did they expect to receive from your business or from your services or from your consultations or from the product lines that you carry? Understanding your customer's expectations helps you begin to anticipate what will satisfy them. It also enables you to find potential pitfalls that could lead to a disappointing experience with your company. This is a great reminder for your entire team and something that should be addressed regularly. Second, create a memorable experience. We talk a lot about experience and I think that these days when you interact with the business, you remember that experience. Your customers remember how the situation makes them feel and not always the facts surrounding particular events. So it's worthwhile for your team to do all they can do to create pleasure and happiness for the clients so that they associate positive feelings with your company. This may include providing them with unexpected or unsolicited upgrades or extras. This is definitely a way to make each of your customers feel special. You can create goodwill by anticipating your customers' needs. Talk to them about the new varieties before they ask. Share ideas with them from time to time. Remind your customers you care about their business. Third, communicate clearly. This is so critical these days. The amount and ability to communicate is really like none before, but it's really the concise, efficient communication that matters. In-person, clear communication requires you to maintain good eye contact, speak directly to issues your customer raises, and probably most important, listen. Definitely don't argue with your customers or escalate the conversation. Your goal is to keep the discussion and an even keel and offer resolutions that satisfy them. She mentioned that if you deal with customers online, it's even more critical that you practice clear communication, and that means addressing issues directly and in a timely manner. If you have to send automatic responses through email, make it informal in tone, and really, you got to explain clearly how someone is going to contact them in person. On the phone, practice active listening, and definitely don't interrupt your customers. If you're not able to help the customer yourself, offer to connect them to the person who's able to solve the problem. Maybe it's a supervisor or someone in a different department. 
The final chip in our game of Customer Service Connect 4 is always a good reminder. Be a professional. Being a customer service professional, which we all are, requires you to uphold your brand and your company's values at all times. Definitely avoid saying bad things about your company in front of your coworkers or your clients. And in addition, keep those snide, snarky comments about customers to yourself. I know that's tough. I've been in that position many times, but it really is an awkward discussion when clients or other team members overhear that. If you meet with clients face-to-face, make sure you look presentable and make your appearance consistent with your company's brand and reinforce the idea that you are approachable and friendly. And now, we're going to take these ideas a little bit further and talk about how you can be the absolute most amazing, best power supplier to your retail customers. So you know when you hear something and you can't get it out of your head? You know, maybe it's that awesome Pearl Jam song from 1994, just keeps going through your brain all day long, or maybe worse, it's the entire Frozen Disney movie soundtrack. I've had both recently, but I've also had something else stuck in my head, and I'm going to hijack this episode of STEM to share it with you. I've spent a lot of time with garden center retailers lately, at summer shows, at the field day at Ball, IGC show, at a fall meeting of a retail peer group, and most recently at a trade show in Western Canada where I conducted a retail workshop. And this topic keeps coming up. It's been hinted at, it's been discussed head-on, aired in frustration, and approached constructively. And it's extremely critical to you as greenhouse growers. How to be an amazing supplier to your retail customers. How to be their power supplier, as I like to say. You know, when it comes to software and technology, a lot of companies have power users, and that's the person in their building that has the most experience. You know, whether it's PowerPoint or Excel or one of your own internal systems, you have power users, the folks that you go to when you need a question answered, and someone to help you get the job done most efficiently. So I'm gonna talk about being a power supplier. So if you're a wholesale grower selling to retail of of all shapes and sizes, this is gonna be an important episode for you and I encourage you to listen all the way to the end because at the end, I'm gonna share some information directly from the mouths of retailers with tips and ideas for how you can be their power supplier. And I don't want to sugarcoat this because as one retail owner said to a large group of his peers, I'm going to quote, he said, I feel like the model is broken. I'll repeat that. He said, I feel like the model is broken. And he was talking about the model of wholesale growers supplying garden centers. And he went on to say that, You know, he's having a hard time depending on his greenhouse suppliers anymore. He said they're managing by the numbers, not creating inspiration. And and then he challenged his peers that the retailers in the audience must help growers or they're going to be gone. And he said, and he recommended to the growers to go visit your retail customers and, and see what's going on in their stores. Look at how they're selling merchandise. Look at their customer base. He's looking for new relationships. He can't get what he used to be able to get. And he thinks that this is only going to get worse. He said, my goodness, I pay on time. You'd think I'd get first dibs. But he said his growers 
sometimes are too busy to present the new products to him, to really kind of go out searching for those inspirational products. And that's really what it's about. It's creating inspiration. He was attempting to create inspiration in his store, and, and I visited his store. It's phenomenal. It's, it's beautiful. Everything is meticulously planned. His promotions and marketing are spot on. And he really just didn't feel like he was getting support from his growers. And, and he's been in business you know, more than 20 years. He has good grower, uh, wholesale uh, grower suppliers. But he doesn't feel like he's getting what he needs these days. So I am going to jump in to a few ideas that I have and that I've heard about how you can be a power supplier to your retail customers. So, you know, it's about price, it's about quality, delivery, reliability, efficiency. You know, these are all buzzwords that we use when we talk about supplying customers. And, you know, you know I work for Ball Seed and, and we are a customer-focused organization and, and we focus on certainly these five things and a lot more, but you know, when you sit in meetings, they, they continue to come up, especially that word quality. And more and more lately, it seems like the quality's there. You know, from, from a supplier uh, perspective, certainly at retail, there's excellent quality generally, and that's across the board, retailers of all shapes and sizes. And I feel like when you talk about quality, it, it's, I don't want to say a throwaway term, but it's certainly something that's expected these days. Price, you know, hopefully that's not the first uh, first factor on your list. Delivery, man, today with, with logistics the way they are, delivery is, is extremely critical. Reliability, that's a huge word when it comes to supplying your customers. You want to be the reliable source. And efficiency, you know, I don't think uh, many people have a lot of extra money to, to throw around these days. So anything that, that we can do and that you can do to be become a more efficient supplier is certainly going to be appreciated. But I'm going to move beyond those five terms and, and really get into a little bit more depth in this episode of STEM. So, you know, there are the basics, right? You want to grow your relationships. And this doesn't just mean, you know, reaching out or, or sending an availability or really even having a, a social media account. This is really about understanding your customer's business dynamics and treating them all differently. We've talked in past episodes of STEM about how we're, you know, selling to different groups of customers and these different tribes. Um, I'll put a link to that episode in the show notes. And I think that there's a, an element of that that we need to keep in mind when you think about your, your retail customers as well. You know, understand their business dynamics. They're all different. And, and, they're, and when you go and visit their businesses, you, you see that pretty quickly. I mean, I visit hundreds of garden centers every year, and each one is extremely unique. And when you start talking to the, the team members, you start asking questions of the folks shopping in the stores, you learn very quickly the identity of that store. Communicate quickly. So, you know, I've talked to garden center uh, owners and managers and buyers who, who don't, you know, hear very often from their wholesale suppliers. And, you know, maybe when they, when they call and request an, uh, a late order before a busy weekend, they, they don't hear back. And that really frustrates them. Um, and then I've, on the flip side, I've talked to plenty of growers who say, wow, I don't really hear very often from my, my retail customers. I, I need to have a better relationship. So this is certainly one that goes both ways. But I think the important part is you need to communicate in whatever method is best for them. You know, that could be a phone call. 
you know, sometimes phone is, is really hard to catch someone on the phone when it's, you know, Friday going into a busy weekend. Maybe a text would work better. You know, maybe it's asking them, you know, what is the best way to communicate with you, especially when it gets busy in the spring and you need these plants? Shipping quality. So that, you know, I, I tend to look at that as table stakes. If you're not shipping quality mm -hmm. to your customers, you're, they're not going to be customers for very long. You know, the the breeding is phenomenal these days. The holdability on these products is, is excellent. Your greenhouse technology, you know, is really making it, it almost, uh, almost table stakes to have phenomenal quality. Certainly throughout the season, you know, I think it's on, on you as wholesalers to deliver that fresh product to retail. Fresh product sells. Products that's been sitting around stretching in the greenhouse does not sell. So it's understanding that, you know, A-plus quality is almost a given and a necessity these days. And offer competitive pricing. I mean, we all, we all talk about price. We understand that, that pricing always factors in, but I also think there's an element of raising prices that, that we sometimes are lax on in this industry. So understand the market, understand the competitive pricing out there. Um, challenge your retailers to, you know, they don't need to be the lowest cost provider in the area. They're a, they're a garden center. They have the knowledgeable staff and, and, the, and the wide selection to really wow their shoppers. So, you know, you need to be competitive in your pricing, but I definitely don't want this to be number one on the list of concerns. I like this word. It's collaboration. And I'm a big fan of collaboration in, in business. I think that we as an industry need to collaborate probably more than we do. But as a supplier, collaboration with your retail customers is critical. And one idea that, that I've heard, and I really I think it's worth sharing and worth really um, spending some time thinking about, is a supplier review. So ask your retail customers to review you. And, and we need to do this each year. And be thorough. Your customers want to help you get better. I'm firmly convinced of that. From talking to garden centers, they, they don't want their wholesale growers. A lot, a lot of you are local businesses as well. They don't want you to go away. They don't want to buy product from out of state. You know, they, they might, and they certainly might during the peak season. They might have very good relationships with out of state suppliers, but they want you to stay in business. And I think that thorough collaboration and a thorough review each season is going to help you get better. And don't get bogged down in the anecdotes. I mean, of course, you're not going to be 100%. Every delivery isn't going to be amazing. You know, maybe your delivery driver had an off day. Maybe you ran through this, the customer's fence with the truck. I mean, don't get bogged down in the anecdotes. Create an action plan. And everything comes down to planning. If there's not a plan in place, it's not going to get done. I mean, face it, that's really the way it is, right? So creating an action plan with your retail customers, and this is, this is customer specific. It's not just one action plan for your business for the year. It's individual action plans for each of your customers. And then, probably most important, execute on what was discussed. So if you're going to go through the time and effort to have this kind of supplier review, execute on what you've discussed. I mean, no one's going to be 100% across the board, but executing and really showing that you're paying attention to what they're saying is the first step in building this loyalty and creating this amazing collaboration. Another one, I think that, that your retail customers are looking to you for more than you probably realize it is innovation. Your customers crave information about what's new. 
And of course, they always ask that question. And, you know, maybe you come back with, oh, you know, here's, you know, a couple new products I've seen, or, you know, here's some trends I've heard in the marketplace. But really being the expert on new innovations, new trends, new anything that's going to drive efficiency is going to set you apart from your competition. And part of this is not that difficult. I mean, the breeding company resources out there are phenomenal. I would leverage those resources as much as you can. New variety, books, um, you know, all the e-newsletters, any information that's being passed to you from you know, breeding companies about new products, pass that on to your retail customers. Of course, curate it. I mean, you don't want to send them everything you get. But certainly, you know, maybe it's a good idea to package it and, and once a month send them, a, you know, an innovation report or something like, something like that. Host local trials. And there's no reason you can't host trials in your greenhouse. You're getting the sample products as it is. Host some local trials and invite your retail customers to your business to take a look at what's new for the coming year. Visit field trials and university trials. So these are often untapped resources, and they are resources that not only position you as an expert, but also really support the colleges, universities, and trials in your area. And these trials are the best way to see products that's performing, you know, close to home. And I would suggest visiting these field trials and university trials together with your retail customers. You know, maybe you'd maybe you. You know, rent rent a, a, a you know a van and drive your customers to the trials. Maybe you're going one on one if they're close enough. But part of the trick is recording and sharing these results. So record what you've seen. You know, photos, quick videos, those kind of things go a long way. And then share your samples. If you receive samples from breeders and wholesalers, certainly share those with your retail customers. And you know the retail customers that are going to take advantage of that. You know, try to get some buy-in ahead of time, and you might have a better chance of getting a committed order for next year. Training. Okay, so this one could be a little bit scary. So think about an open house, or think about product knowledge training for your retail customers. A little attention can go a long way. Your customer staff, they're going to sell what they know best, and they're going to order a reorder from who they know best. So can you invite them to your greenhouse for an open house? You know, all you really need to do is provide lunch in a really nice setting. Maybe have a couple speakers, you know, get someone from the local university to talk about pest control. Invite a breeding company representative to talk about new products. You know, it's a, it's a half-day event. Usually requires some donuts and some barbecue. And your customers are going to leave much more engaged with your business and understanding your uniqueness as well. And find out what format works best for your retail customers and be there. You know, maybe it's going in on a Saturday morning before the store opens and doing some training for their staff. You know, I've seen this work. I've seen this work very effectively. And, you know, again, I'll reiterate, your customer staff, they're going to sell what they know best and they're going to reorder from who they know best. Position yourself as that power supplier. Tip and info sheets. I really, I saw a couple greenhouses in the past um, providing these to their retail customers, and I thought it was a brilliant idea. Not for all products, but for some of the trickier ones or the new ones. It's creating a, a batch of info sheets. Um, the ones that I saw fit right in the staff pockets or in their aprons. Um, you know, create a little bit of information about the new products you're supplying into their store, and they will use that. The staff will look at them. They'll reference them. They'll promote those products to customers. Again, it's helping them feel comfortable with the product they're selling. 
And if you create one batch, you can use this with all of your customers. And if you just update it from year to year, you have a, a sort of a long-term approach, um, a low-cost, long-term approach to product knowledge and sharing and helping train your, uh, your customer staff. Marketing support. So I've worked retail. I totally get it. Not every sign you provide goes up. Um, it can be frustrating to provide you know, some of the signage that goes along with, with our industry's branded products and not see them go up. But when they do, it really helps drive a sale of that product. So sharing the information, maybe it's just a, being a, an image resource for your customers. Hey, you know, if you, here's the 10 new products that, that we're shipping to your store this year. We have images and information available for all of them. You can make bench cards. You can post them on your social media. You can promote them in, in public relations and outreach to local garden writers. So if you have the information in a photo of a product, you can use that over and over in many different ways. So it can be website content, social media content. If you have the ability to create a quick 15 second video about a new product, I can guarantee you, you will have some retail customers that will share that you know, widely with their customers as well. You know, even providing bench cards at Ball Seed, we offer free bench cards for every product we sell, downloadable on our website. Go to ballseed.com. I'll put a link in the show notes, but maybe you print out a bench card for each of the products you're shipping into uh, to your retailers. Or maybe you just pick the top 20. Send 20 color, color printed bench cards to each of your customers. The cost isn't very high and the appreciation that they will show will be tremendous. So offering marketing support um, it doesn't have to be formal. It can be very, very casual marketing support. But social media is huge these days, and so content is king. Here's a few bonus ideas for you. Invest in your local industry. So be a part of your flower growers group. You know, do outreach within the community. You know, sponsor some of the local charities related to, you know, farms or gardens. And really just invest in your local industry. Your retail customers will see it, and they will appreciate it. Here's a crazy one. Volunteer to work their store on a busy weekend. I've seen it work in, in many other industries. I worked at a, at a feed and seed store many years ago, and we had uh, pet food representatives who'd come in on Saturdays and, and help work in the store. And so obviously, they were promoting their product, but they were answering questions. And, you know, it's a fresh face in the store. Maybe you have the opportunity to send one or two of your team members out to your key retail customers, you know, on, on a holiday weekend to help work the store. And I guarantee they're going to learn a lot as well. And they're going to come back to your business with new and fresh ideas. Offer discounted material for charities and engagement within the community. You know, maybe it's, uh, you know, if you know your retail customers supporting a certain, you know, charity or cause, offer those inputs at a discount and, and they're going to they're gonna share that, that you're their partner in that, in that regard. Be the first one to them with the new stuff. I can't overstate the importance of new genetics and new breeding in our industry and how it really gets everybody excited. It truly is our lifeblood. So if you're the first wholesaler to your retail customers with that awesome new, you know, blue and white dotted petunia, they will realize it and they're going to think of you as that cutting edge supplier. And, you know, this is going to come right back to what that the gentleman said that I shared earlier about is the model broken? Help them inspire know their customer base, ask about their goals, and then fit in and support them. You know, if they're really trying to upscale their, their store, 
come to them with the newest upscale ideas, not just, you know, not just the same products you've been talking to them about in the past. If they're looking to increase their business with landscapers, you know, come to them with those, those solutions and fantastic new landscape products. Help your customers inspire their customers. Because really, to be honest, you don't look good until they look good. So now we're about 20 minutes in. I want to take the next few minutes to share some uh, specific comments that I got from retailers across North America. And I, I reached out and asked this question. What advice or tips would you give a greenhouse grower who wants to be your number one plant supplier? I left it open because I really wanted to see the information and the, and the ideas that I'd get back. And they were not shy in sharing ideas. One caveat I did offer is I said, don't ask for cheaper prices. I said, the ideas that you share should add value and differentiate. You know, you can always ask for cheaper prices. That's, that's, that's between you and your wholesale uh, growers when you guys sit down to negotiate. That's not what we're looking for uh, with, with this um, specific exercise. So what advice or tips would you give a greenhouse grower who wants to be your number one plant supplier? Here's some of what I heard. Make sure I have access to the newest plants. Show me pictures of the ones that work best in my state. And I sometimes think that even drills down further into my region. You know, states can vary widely in terms of climate. So what this boils down to is show me what's new, show me what works. Your retail customers depend on you for this information. Here's a good one. Don't ship what you wouldn't use yourself. I'm going to say that one again. Don't ship me what you wouldn't use yourself. It really comes down to quality. Show photos of what's available, and I'm more likely to buy it. I'll take this one step further. Show videos of what's available. If you, you know, on Monday morning, you go out to your greenhouse, shoot a quick 15-second video, you know, of a fantastic crop of geraniums that just came into color or... You know, my, my Calibrecoa baskets are beautiful and nobody's buying them. Well, shoot a video and send it out to your customers. You know, a picture's worth a thousand words, a video's worth a million words. Show photos or videos of what's available and I'm more likely to buy it. And you can do this all sorts of different ways. You can post it on your Facebook page. You can just create a, an address book of your customers and, you know, create a, a, a free YouTube page and just post videos of beautiful product when it's ready. And it all comes with a link that's easily shareable. Send me last year's order early in the year so I can see what sold and what didn't. So this is helping your customers collect the data. Maybe they don't have a sophisticated point of sale system. Maybe they don't really know how many of those Calibrecoa baskets. You know, you shipped them 200. Maybe they don't know how many sold or maybe they don't remember how many they got last year. Help them out. Send them last year's order early in the year so they can look through their numbers and see what's sold. Because if they sold 180 of those beautiful Calibrecoa baskets out of 200 last year at full price, they're going to order more next year. Here's some more of what I got from the retailers in their words. Leave your racks at my greenhouse in the spring and pick them up the next day. Maybe offer overnight deliveries. So I've been there. We've all been there trying to unload a truck on a Friday at 4 p.m. is a nightmare, especially if your parking lot's not huge. Maybe your tow motor's broken down. 
Maybe it's being used for something else. Maybe two people called off and it's you, the only, the retail manager unloading that truck with the, with the driver. Consider leaving the racks, especially in spring and picking them up the next day. Maybe drop them off at 5 p.m., pick them up at 8 the next morning. Offering overnight deliveries is, is very helpful too. I know some garden centers that change their wholesale suppliers because of this. You know, hey, I, lo- I love my local grower, but he won't leave those racks and I just can't get them unloaded, so I'm going to go to someone else. I hear that way too often. I like this idea. Drop off plenty of grown local signs. That's why I buy from local guys. I like that. Printing out a few laminated grown local signs. Maybe you have you know, a picture of your grower on there. That is going to differentiate you. That's going to help support the mission of your retail customer. They're proud to be a local business. They're proud to buy local. Everyone is. It's a huge uh, message that resonates with, with their customers these days. So maybe... You know, print out a bunch of grown local signs, get them laminated, and send them out with all of your orders. Don't sell me the same stuff you sell landscapers. We're a garden center that has to wow our customers. Another one I see and hear very often is the wholesale growers that I buy from sell to supermarkets, they sell to garden centers, they sell to landscapers, they sell to church youth groups to do charity events, and they're selling the same product to all of us. You know, I have an upscale garden center. I need to look different. And this comes down to knowing your customers and maybe segmenting out your products a little bit better. Landscapers want a different type of product than garden centers do. Maybe the, you know, they, they don't care if the pot's dirty and the, you know, and, and it's it's in a, in a in a flat that's that still has mud on it. They don't care. They're planting that stuff in the ground as quick as they can. But that upscale garden center you sell to, they're definitely going to care. So here's what a garden center told me. I've been thinking a lot about pay-by-scan for some seasonal programs. Maybe mums and poinsettias this year. There's an idea. Maybe sell on consignment with some of these uh, seasonal or commodity products. I'm not telling you it's a great idea. It certainly might not work in your model, but could be something to consider. Opt for better tags. Tags help sell the product when it's busy in my store. So I know there's different tag options for you as a wholesaler. There's one penny tags, there's five penny tags, seven cent tags, there's probably 25 cent tags. And I'm not going to advocate for the really expensive ones, but maybe if you're selling a premium product, consider upgrading your tag a little bit. The input cost is not tremendous, and I do think that you'll be able to capture that on the back end when you sell that product at wholesale. Next sort of leads to another comment I've heard from retailers is don't tell me what I'm going to pay for that product. So I know that retail buyers get frustrated when their wholesale growers say, oh, you'd never pay as much for that basket as I'd have to charge you for it. Maybe they would. Maybe the price point in their head is way different than the price point in your head. I wouldn't uh, wouldn't be afraid to to ask them, you know, would you pay? You know, $21.99 for this basket, maybe they're planning to sell it for $49.99, in which case the answer could be yes. You might be very surprised. Here's one. Come visit the store in the spring. I'm surprised at how few of my vendors actually stop by and see our stores. I visit their greenhouses every year. It's a really good comment. I think that, you know, when in the heat of the moment in spring, it's hard to get out and visit. But, man, the wholesale growers that do, they get recognized and they get the orders next year. Here's one. We're a relatively new business, and I buy from the greenhouses that give me good ideas to run my shop better. I'll try just about anything. 
That actually came from a young couple that I visited, and, and they were just looking for ideas. And they know for a fact that their wholesale growers are out visiting the big trade shows, you know, reading up on the trade magazines. They're looking for any idea they can get. So even if it's something you've, you, know, you might have heard for five years or seen that speaker a few times, share it. Especially if you have customers that are new in the business, they're looking for anything to give them the edge on their own uh, competitors. Like this one, come work for me in the spring. I talked about that a little bit earlier, but he said, just kidding. But some of my suppliers do send reps to talk to my customers about the products they sell. You know, that's just something to consider. You're the expert. Maybe you have a new line of, you know, organic vegetable, you know, plants that, that you really want to get the word out. So maybe go into your customers and offer a workshop or, or stand there for, you know, a few hours on a Saturday and engage their customers. Talk about why these products are better and different. Support my harvest festival and I'll buy from you in the spring. That can be as simple as having a popcorn machine and a table at their heart at their fall festival. You know, they're always looking for folks to be involved, um, you know, local businesses to support those kind of uh, those festivals. They're not they're not cheap. They're not easy to put on. But if you go there and help support that, you very well might get the bulk of that spring business. I'm more likely to order earlier commit. If you give me a discount, early order discounts are kind of par for the course when it comes to uh, wholesale or, or, you know, buying from a, a, distri a distribution company. Why not offer an early order discount to your retail customers? I know for a fact as a wholesaler, you would love to see your retailers commit to product and order early. It helps you plan your production, but you're going to have to give a little bit to receive that kind of uh, early order benefit. I know just in time is the new sort of mantra out there, but you know, your retail customers will commit to some product, um, but you might have to give a little bit. When you send a branded plant, send me POP. So I have promoted many brands in my day and I've seen, and they all come with point of purchase materials and signage and web support and all that, and all that stuff. Um, as a wholesaler, you usually have access to most of that for free or very heavily discounted. Um, you know, provide those support products to your retail customers when you're going when you sell them a premium program. If they're available, uh, it definitely helps dress up that product on the bench, helps them turn quicker. Got a few more here, and then I will let you go for the day. But I like this one. I don't want to buy from out of state, but they make it so easy. Well, my local growers make it so difficult. I know they're mad, but I wish they could see the service I get from the big greenhouses. I'll probably buy more from a good distance away next year unless the local greenhouses around here step it up. I told you I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This is a reality, and I hear this in just about every region I travel to. Um, they want to buy local. They really honestly do. They want to support their local businesses. They knew you. They knew your dad. They knew your family. But if they're getting better service from a greenhouse out of state and the service keeps coming, they will switch. And I know it hurts, and I know it's, uh, it's frustrating, but a lot of it does come down to that service, that reliability. So anything you can do to step it up, be the absolute best you can be, it's going to benefit you, and it's going to keep that business in your pocket. A few observations I want to end with um, that I have heard in talking to retailers lately is, you know, we must reduce shrink. This is critical. Um, throwing product out is a huge waste. Um, most garden centers don't like to discount too much product. 
A lot of it does go in the compost bin. Um, shrink drives them nuts. And if they're seeing continuous you know, product going into the dumpster from a specific supplier, that sticks in their head. Um, and they're going to remember that when it comes time to reorder. So anything you can do to help reduce shrink, um, you know, maybe it's, you know, throwing a handful of fertilizer on the top of those pots as they go out the door. You know, maybe it's supplying, you know, fewer, fewer at a time, you know, challenge your retail customers. Hey, I'm going to send you fewer, but I'm going to deliver more often. I know sometimes that can be a challenge, but anything you can do to reduce shrink at the store level is going to be greatly appreciated. Locally grown. That's you. That's your business. You are a local grower for the most part. You know, promote this, whether it's the signs that you send in, whether it's, you know, being there on the weekends, you know, whether it's just making sure that, that you're involved in the local industry. The fact that you are a local supplier to them goes a very long way in terms of their messaging. So that's what I'm going to end with. Um, they want you to be strong. Uh, they want you to stay in business. They really want a partnership, but as this gentleman said, he feels like the model is broken, but it's not broken forever. It is something that can be repaired. It just takes attention and it takes attention to detail and it takes probably going back to some of those core principles that your business was founded on. So hopefully this will get this idea out of my head. I appreciate uh, you guys uh, listening all the way to the end and hopefully you picked up some ideas and I promise the next episode of STEM will be with a real live guest talking about uh, some greenhouse production tips and tricks. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening to STEM, insider tips for greenhouse pros. I'm Bill Calkins, and you can always reach me by email at bcalkins at ballhort.com. B-C-A-L-K-I-N-S at B-A-L-L-H-O-R-T dot com or on Twitter at Bill Calkins. Be sure to follow Ball Seed on LinkedIn for tons of B2B content related to STEM topics, timely technical tips, and more. And check out the show notes for links to even more content related to this episode. Let's end this episode with a quote from American author Og Mandino. Always do your best. What you plant now, you will harvest later. <laughs>